BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Tuesday edition, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I hope all of you are having a fantastic start to your Tuesday. We're about to make it even better as we roll through the issues, the craziness, the zaniness, the insanity of the day. And we begin with a battle that we told you was coming, but it appears to have begun officially in earnest. San Francisco, as we have told you, is now mandating the COVID vaccine for 5 to 11-year-olds. That means if your 5-year-old wants to get some Chicken McNuggets, you have to show a vaccine card to be able to enter a McDonald's to get them Chicken McNuggets. Now, as we talked about, New York City, at least under Bill de Blasio, before he is removed and replaced by Eric Adams, is saying that New York City may well need to follow the lead out of San Francisco and continue to mandate this madness. Here is, as Buck would say, the worst mayor in the entire country, Bill de Blasio, talking about mandating the vaccine for 5 to 11-year-old children. At what point will you ask them to also start checking for vax cards for 5 to 11-year-olds? That's a very good question, and honestly, one we need to focus on now. We wanted to get to the day where we actually could vaccinate the youngest New Yorkers and get that rolling. We know it'll take a while. I mean, right now, to use the example of the 12 to 17-year-olds, very good news, we're almost at 79% of them. That's fantastic, but it did take a while. So it's a great question, Elizabeth. It's one I don't think we're going to settle immediately because it will naturally take uh, a number of weeks for that age group to get vaccinated. But it's a question we need to answer for the weeks ahead, and we'll come back on that. Buck, I'm a dad. I've got three boys. The idea that there would be anywhere that would uh, mandate that my 7-year-old or my 11-year-old 
get vaccinated for COVID, which, by the way, I think they probably have already had. And I'm going to run through some data here in a little bit from the Wall Street Journal, a great article that was on their editorial page here in the last day or so. There's no way in hell that I am getting my five, my seven-year-old and my 11-year-old, my first grader and my fifth grader vaccinated. And if you thought the mask battle was significant, you ain't seen nothing until parents are being told that their kids have to get a vaccine that they don't need, which we have no idea about the long-range consequences of. They're going to do this in the schools in a lot of states, as we've been saying all along. Depends on what state you're in. I do think, depending on what caseload we have throughout the wintertime, though, you may also see a move from within the federal government to try to use Department of Education funds to bully even non-blue lunatic states into instituting some kind of a vaccine program for children. The data on this is very, very clear. It's it's actually irrefutable uh, that to say that children are at an effectively zero risk. I mean, you have to say yes. effectively because if you say zero, they'll say, well, there have been, you know, a hundred children or something who we who think have died of COVID. And then we have to point out, well, there are a lot of kids who have died, unfortunately, from a whole range of issues. And we don't refuse to take them, as you've said many times, to school or to put them in a bathtub or to let them go swimming in a pool. You know, life has risk. What we've seen is, uh, is a couple things simultaneously because of COVID. One is the elimination of a fair reading of risk as a matter of policy. Right? Yes. So they no longer actually will look at this and be rational. It's, well, if it saves just... They'll do this with gun control sometimes. Yes. If it saves just one life, any onerous restriction, any... And they never even prove that it saves one life, by the way, but just the thought. And that's the incrementalism that they will use there. And another thing, you see this with the mask mandates, because right now, as we were talking, Clay and I you know, talk a lot on air, off air, uh, California right now is more than double what Florida's caseload is. California has mask mandates. California has vaccine mandates. San Francisco has the mandate coming in for kids. And now all of a sudden, oh, it's complicated, Clay. There are a lot of factors. Whenever the data doesn't go the way they want, it's a multi-factor situation instead of we can draw a firm conclusion from this. This is why you never get anywhere with the Fauciites. This is how they evade accountability for all their crap decision making. This is a story that is in the Wall Street Journal. And by the way, the two most important pages in American life right now, I think, in terms of media life, are the Wall Street Journal editorial pages. They have, in an era when everybody else has gone woke and curled up in the fetal position and refused to look at actual data and science, they have continued to fight real battles on behalf of facts and uh, and presenting it to a large audience, even if, and that's what we try to do here as well, even if it upsets some people. Uh, this is an article from uh, two different doctors inside the Wall Street Journal, because I do think it's important to share actual facts. And also, we're going to have... Uh, both of these people, or one of these people on, uh, Dr. Macri, we've had on before, professor at Johns Hopkins School of Medicine. Uh, the other one is, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, but Dr. Sapphire, assistant professor, Sapphire? Sapphire, yeah. Like the, like the uh, jewel? Like the stone. Uh, as an assistant professor at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. Um, okay, so here is the data. I just want to read it from you from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, right now, there is... Uh, there are 28 million children, Buck, between the ages of 5 and 11. Since COVID arrived in the United States, 94 kids have died with COVID 
out of those 28 million. And that is far less than would have died from being murdered, than would have died in car accidents, that would have died from drowning, that would have died from the seasonal flu, to kind of put that into context for you. And what they found is that there basically is no need for the COVID vaccine at all because of this low risk. And in fact, in the 80-page Pfizer report buried in there, Buck, is this quote. When they studied it, if a child had already had COVID, and Buck, strong chance that we're over 60% of kids in that 5 to 11 age range have already had COVID, when they analyzed this vaccine, no kid who had already had COVID was found to uh, have the virus. And so this study is consistent with the study from Israel that found natural immunity was 27 times as effective as vaccinated immunity in preventing symptomatic COVID. Uh, So no cases of COVID-19 were observed. This is a quote from the Pfizer report. In either the vaccine group or the placebo group, in participants with evidence of prior COVID infection. So 60% of kids, a lot of fear out there, but over half of kids have already had COVID, and in the 5 to 11 age range, only 94, 94 in the entire country, have died with COVID. Clay, there's a combination of things going on here. One of them is, I think, and this hasn't gotten as much attention, so I'll start with this. I think that this is... In the back of the minds of a lot of the true Fauciites, I think this is the ultimate bend-the-knee moment moment for a lot of them. Once you've gotten your kids vaxxed because the state is mandating it for them to go to school, how are you going to really fight back on any of this stuff, right? Once you're going to subject your five-year-old to the shot, isn't it at that point just it's routine, right? It's all over. You're going to do whatever they tell you because on that issue you caved, so what else really is there? That's part of it. There are these hyper anxious and there are a lot of them here in new york city hyper anxious parents where they just i mean you know jill biden do we have that jill biden is going around as part of this whole process telling everybody that they'll their children this is you know the the first lady not an actual doctor doctor she's like a doctor of sociology do you have that one please make the decision to protect your children with the same vaccine that has already saved millions of lives because nothing is more important than our children's health. It's up to us to keep them safe. And with this vaccine, we can. It's Clay, not true. It's just, just a I lie, mean, Buck. This is the first lady. Who, she's a doctor of education, by yes. the way, just to be clear. So she's a, you know, she's not a doctor, doctor, as we all know. And I like to not call her doctor because the libs freak out about it. But uh, Jill Biden here, the first lady, she's saying that it saved millions of lives. It hasn't saved millions of children's lives. Which is who we're talking about getting the shot here. I'm not even sure that it's saved millions of lives, period. Certainly it hasn't saved millions of lives in the in United America. States. No way. No way, based on the numbers. But but this goes to, they're going after the, the parents for whom they just, they believe whatever they're told. They can't think about it. But then there's the, fi- there's the final group, the sheep. Then there's the final group of adults. And you see this in some of these viral videos, Clay. Uh, like teachers in the classroom who are, you know, you better pull your mask up over your nose because I don't want to get sick. And even though I'm vaccinated to the children, 
but they're too cowardly to say, I'm scared to be around unvaccinated kids. So they'd prefer to pretend it's for the child's benefit. Those are the factors that I see in play. Well, I see so many of these viral videos of parents and kids reacting with joy that the COVID vaccine still uh, has become in existence. And I, I'm filled, filled with such... I feel so bad for the kids, Buck, because I, I the parents should be smarter. But as a parent, I feel so bad for that there are some parents out there that have terrified their kids to such an extent of COVID that they have some of these kids erupting in tears and they post these videos on social media like, look how, look how happy my five-year-old was to find out they could finally get a COVID vaccine. I feel so bad for those children because imagine what hell their life has been to have thoroughly irrational parents for the last 18 months terrifying them they're, they're going to die. I mean, one of the first things I did, Buck, was my kids are young, but last spring... When their school shut down, I sat down all three of my boys at the table and I said, I'm going to talk to you like adults. Here is what the data reflects in terms of who's in danger from COVID. This is early on when most people were still not even looking at the data. I said, kids are not in danger, right? You guys are going to be fine. Just try to avoid driving your mother insane at the house because we're all going to be around the house because everything is shut down. But you guys are going to be fine. You don't need to be worried about it. You don't need to have trouble sleeping. You don't need to be terrified of the COVID boogeyman coming out from underneath your bed. Uh, we're going to stay away from grandma and grandpa in that time and, 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 and listen to the experts on 15 days to slow the spread. And that's what we did. And my kids are completely healthy and normal. And I worry so much. And by the way, if you're terrified and you think it makes sense to go get your kids vaccinated, that's your right as a parent. But I really do worry about the emotional issues for so many kids out there that their parents terrified them of COVID and what it's going to be like for them in the years ahead in their life and how much anxiety they're going to have that was needlessly put upon them and how much failure to experience life they are going to uh, to to embody because of the way that their parents raise them. I mean, I just got to tell you, Clay, I went, I went to a doctor's office here in New York yesterday to have my uh, my ears checked. And sitting there, it was kind of a hot, warm doctor's office. Sitting there with a mask on my face, I mean, I, I started to lose it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you really, your anxiety level rises. Why are there all these fights on airplanes all the time? Yes. It's because of masking. I mean, they don't want to say this, right. but it's because people are uncomfortable and frustrated. And, and we're putting people through this and acting as though it's not a problem. It's no big deal. It's your patriotic. You remember... A year ago, they were saying double mask right about. Oh, well, I guess it was December, January. They started saying double mask if you take it seriously. And and really what we've seen with the vaccines for children is it's the equivalent of triple masking. Right. Yeah. Is, is it theoretically the case that triple masking would keep you safer? I can't tell you it's not. Is it insane to do that? Yes, it is. And Vaccinating children who are four years old for a disease that has killed less than 100 of them in that age group in the entire nation of 340 million people is crazy. But if parents want to do that, I suppose that's their their choice. But, Clay, it's going to be a mandate, as you know, in schools, in a lot of places in New York, in California, a whole range. We'll come back. We got more on this. New York versus uh, I'm sorry, California versus Florida. How's that data looking? We want to tell you about it. We want to hear about it. Do something smart for yourself before the end of this year. Take the time to investigate the, ga the value of gold 
as part of your savings account or your IRA account. This is one currency that holds its value in the face of inflation or out-of-control housing cost increases. Owning gold is as easy as ever. In terms of purchasing it or taking actual possession of it, it's so straightforward. And it's a form of protection that's important to have in your portfolio. I have it in my portfolio. And I have it from the Oxford Gold Group. Our our partners at the Oxford Gold Group have precious metals that can be delivered right to your home. Okay, this is who you need to have making real gold delivery to your home. It's easy. It's not complicated at all. So have real gold delivered to your home from the Oxford Gold Group or have it as part of your IRA. It's just a phone call away. 833-404-GOLD. Learn how you can have real gold in your IRA and delivered to your door. That's 833-404-GOLD, 833-404-G-O-L-D. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. 
Become an EIB VIP at clayandbuck.com. VIPs can email Clay and Buck through the exclusive VIP email address. Plus, watch exclusive videos for members only, access to the stack of stuff, commercial-free podcasts, and much more. Become an EIB 24-7 VIP today at clayandbuck.com. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We're going to talk with Bill O'Reilly a little bit later in the show, just to let you know where we are headed there. But, you know, the infrastructure bill still hasn't been signed, Buck, even though it's now been passed by the House and by the Senate. And Biden is claiming that he's waiting until everybody can come back from Scotland, where they are, the Pelosi crew is attending this uh, climate. How long is the climate change conference, by the way, Buck? This is like a three-week event. I mean, wasn't it last week, too? There's a lot of hot air coming out of it, Clay. Yeah, That's no for kidding. Sure. Not good for the environment. A lot, of, a lot of stuff going on there. A lot of planes, private planes showing up. Bad so news. many people that told you it wasn't safe enough to, uh, to, to go to a playground last year are now hopping on planes and going to the climate change uh, conference. Uh, but what is interesting here is the dilemma of what to do exactly as it pertains to infrastructure and the interplay with the Biden budget, the Bernie budget, however you want to classify it. A part of me thinks Biden is waiting to sign the bill so that the House will pass the uh the 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 infrast- the build back better bill the the budget bill in the meantime mayor pete may be the least qualified person to ever have a cabinet level job in the united states and what i mean by that is he knows nothing about transportation he was the mayor of south bend indiana he's never made big decisions about anything he's been on parental leave for a couple of months, even though he didn't have a baby himself. And now he's back, and we've passed this huge infrastructure bill. He's already failed in terms of supply chains, and now we're going to give him a trillion dollars and say, hey, buddy, go build some roads. What do you think he's focused on? How racist bridges are. I swear to God, this is real. Listen. How you will deconstruct the racism that was built into the roadways. Can you talk to us about how that could be deconstructed? Part one of that is defining those investments that are eligible. As to where we target those dollars, you know, I'm still surprised that some people were surprised when I pointed to the fact that if an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids to a beach in New York was designed too low for it to pass by, that that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. I don't think we have anything to lose by confronting that simple reality. And I think we have everything to gain by acknowledging it and then dealing with it, which is why the reconnecting communities, that billion dollars, is something we want to get to work right away. So so can I, you know, have you read a The Power Broker, bridge. Clay? Because The Power Broker is what he's referring to here, a book by the biographer Robert Caro. Uh, my dad's actually a big fan of the uh, Lyndon, a, Lyndon Johnson. He's an amazing writer, yeah. Buck. The Lyndon Johnson uh, books are incredible. You and my dad like the same books. Yes. So the, the but I, I read The Power Broker many years ago, and it became very popular among the, McKinsey, uh, you know, Ivy and pseudo Ivy League set, you know, everyone's reading the power broker and it's about a guy, Robert Moses in New York City. It's actually kind of a pretty good band named Bob Moses too, named for him, believe it or not. Randomly, I've seen them in concert. But uh, Robert Moses was the guy who was the great builder of New York in terms of roads and, and Jones Beach and all these different things. And he's referring to a, a belief based on the papers and the, and the statements of, of Moses from the time 
that there were decisions that were also class based, mind you, to try to keep certain areas from being, you know, having folks who were, you know, not not the ones that Moses desired to be there for whatever reason. But, Clay, that was in that was 100 years ago. Right. Yeah. You know, so communities transport all these things have changed so what robert moses may have said about why a certain overpass or underpass or whatever was a certain height in uh, a century a century ago doesn't really matter all that much to right now and this is just another time where you find that when we say that they believe everything is racist they really think that everything you can find racism and everything I, I mentioned this to briefly briefly in the break there was a whole period of time about five years ago Remember, it was during the uh, the latter part of the Obama administration, food deserts. And we yes. kept being told that there were that it was racist, that there wasn't enough access to healthy produce. And by that, I mean, you know, kale and beets and, you know, whatever, those kind of things in uh, low income and predominantly minority neighborhoods. So the federal government created a bunch of programs. The National Bureau of Economic Research got into this and they started looking at if we subsidize, if we actually provide uh, people with greater access to and subsidize the, quote, healthy food, basically veggies, a lot of veggies and fruits, will we change buying patterns? You know what they found out, Clay? No, it did not. People Their food like deserts were not racist. Food. People yes. were buying the food they wanted to eat, and the stores were providing them with the food that they were choosing to purchase. Which is how market-based economies work. Which ultimately is the answer for almost everything. Business is in the business of serving as many people as they possibly can the largest amount of their product. I know this is revolutionary to people like Bernie Sanders. It's why capitalism works, because the market is more reliable than a government entity telling us what the market should be. And in the larger context here, Buck, everything is racist is the entire Democratic platform. And I don't know how they ever leave that platform behind until they get more and more ass kickings in voter by voters right and 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 while everybody out there is trying to say now oh all those people who voted for Joe Biden in 2020 and flipped to Glenn Youngkin well they're racist all those people who voted for Donald Trump in 2020 in 2016 in the Midwest that had voted for Barack Obama in 2012, well, well, they were racist. No, what is happening is everything is racist doesn't work. It works on Twitter with a small segment of the woke, primarily white, liberal regime, which wants everything to be racist and for them to be the people who see through the racism, the Mayor Pete's of the world. But it doesn't work with Hispanic voters. It doesn't work really with black voters. And it certainly doesn't work with Asian voters. And the only way this changes, Buck, is if we get such thorough ass kickings in 2021, which we just had, in 2022, and in 2024, that there is no legitimate basis for Democrats to continue to follow the everything is racist parade. In the meantime, Thursday... Veterans Day, Buck. So many ways that it's going to be celebrated and solemnized and and just honored all over this country. We know the sacrifices veterans and their families have made to give us the safety and security that we enjoy every single day in this country. Tunnel the to Towers is participating this year in Veterans Day. Their special tribute is a ceremony that speaks the name 
of each member of our armed forces that lost their life in our nation's war on terror. This is the first time that they have done it, and it reinforces the pledge of Tunnel to Towers. The pledge is to never forget. Never forget the sacrifices made by our men and women in uniform. Buck, how can you help Tunnel to Towers further their foundation's goal? So easy, everybody. Just donate today. $11 a month at T2T.org. Just remember, this organization is preparing to deliver mortgage-free homes to families of our fallen soldiers and first responders who can really use this security for their families. They deserve the security of a forever home, and that is made possible by your donations. So help Tunnel to Towers do good. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. And Frank Siller and a veteran recipient of one of these smart homes will be on our show this Thursday to talk about the amazing work Tunnel to Towers Foundation is doing. But remember, today, go to T2T.org. Welcome into the second hour of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, everybody. Thanks for being here with us. Got a lot to get to with you today. As promised, join now by Mr. Bill O'Reilly. He's got the history tour that'll be going on. He'll tell us about that with President Trump. Traveled around Florida, Texas, some other places coming up soon. Bill, great to have you back on the program. I appreciate you guys letting me back. Thank you very much. We want to get into your history tour with the former president, because that sounds exciting. A lot of folks, I'm sure, are going to want to go check it out for themselves, Bill, in a second. I, I did just want, though, your take. You know, you've you've seen what we're dealing with here with this Biden administration. You see the polls. You see the results of policies of decision-making year one. What's happening here? Well, it's a collapse. There's no question about that. And... and I'm surprised. I didn't think that Joe Biden would be a successful president, um, but I didn't think that his policies would be so destructive to the country. You know, I guess I felt that the experience that he accumulated in the Senate after uh, during all those decades um, would bring him to a place where he wouldn't, for example, um, try to destroy the fossil fuel industry because the unintended consequence of that is immediate pain for the American people. So you don't have to be a economics PhD to figure that out, right? And almost every day he does inexplicable stuff. So um, one of my commentaries tonight on the No Spin News, which you guys can hear on BillOReilly.com, is that the conservative opposition, the Republican Party, doesn't really have to do anything now. They just let Mr. Biden um, drown in the quicksand because I don't think he can get out of it. I don't think he has the intellectual heft to get out of it. And I don't think anyone around him is smart enough because they led him here. They led him to where we are, where, according to USA Today, which is a liberal newspaper, only 38 percent of Americans think he's doing a good job. Bill, thanks for coming on. Uh, Clay Travis here. Bill Clinton, you just mentioned you don't think he has the intellectual heft, and I think you're right, to climb himself out of this hole. Bill Clinton did it after 1994. Barack Obama did it after 2010. I don't think there's any doubt that the Democrats are headed for an unmitigated disaster in 2022. We were talking about this yesterday on the show. What then becomes of Joe Biden after 2022, when he's still in office, theoretically, for two more years, I don't think anybody believes that he's capable of running for re-election. 
We've never really had a situation like this in the country to the extent that he's already weak and enfeebled and being taken advantage of by our adversaries. That's only going to get precipitously worse as his regime continues. Well, he's going to be a placeholder in the sense that legislation is not going to get passed unless it's reasonable. And Republicans have to um, have to follow my advice and be reasonable. You know, there are a lot of Republicans who said, oh, uh, voting for that uh, $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, that was terrible and all of this. It wasn't terrible. I wouldn't have voted for it. I would have voted no on it because I don't believe that the federal government at this point can uh, follow the money or even cares about where the money goes. They just throw it into huge block grants and send it out to California where uh, they'll build homes for illegal migrants. You know, they don't know where it's going. There's no regulation for it. So that's why I would have voted against it. But you have to have a reason. It just can't be, well, we don't like Biden. We don't like the left. So everything they do, we're going to vote against. The next election next year and in 2024 will be decided by independence. And this is where Biden has collapsed the most. According to that USA Today poll, independents feel that Biden's doing a terrible job by a seven to one margin, seven to one. And the independents are now more numerous than the Republicans or the Democrats. We're speaking to Bill O'Reilly. Check out more of what he's up to at BillOReilly.com. Of course, check out his latest books as well. And we'll talk about the history tour in a moment. Bill, I just want to know, after what we saw in Virginia, a lot of focus on what they're teaching kids in school. The Democrats seem to think that playing these semantic games of, oh, it's not really CRT, it's something else, it's, you know, racial equity instruction or something uh that that doesn't seem like it's gonna it didn't fly in virginia doesn't seem like it's gonna fly as a strategy elsewhere do you think that this is the beginning of a movement you think that what happened in virginia where parents are saying enough is enough with the schools could spread elsewhere and have an impact on the midterms i think it's already over for critical race theory in the public schools you'll only get it in the uh, liberal colleges i think it's done um People know when they're being lied to. And to have somebody come on and say, oh, critical race theory isn't about dividing Americans. It's about honesty. And you're looking at that. You're, you're saying a seven-year-old with no frame of reference, no historical knowledge, can figure out that this isn't a divisive situation. Um, they're going to be looking at their classmate across the aisle of a different color and you're having a teacher saying how bad white people are, that's good for children. So on a base level, it's, a, it's so heinous, so terrible. But here's what, here's what disturbed me about Virginia. In Loudoun County, north of uh, Washington, D.C., and that's where all the CRT stuff exploded, and the poor girl got raped by uh, the kid wearing a skirt and all of that, okay? In Loudoun County, they still broke from McAuliffe. And Loudoun County is not a minority community. It's a white community. So I, I analyzed it. I said, what, what the deuce are these people doing in Loudoun County? Where it's obvious that parents don't want propaganda, divisive racial propaganda, 
shoved down their children's throats. And McAuliffe is saying you don't have a right to voice an opinion on that, and you still vote for McAuliffe? So here's what I came up with, and I'd like to hear your guy, you guys' opinion on it. People believe what they want to believe. It's very hard to shake people from whatever is in their mind. And, and you guys know, you have friends and maybe spouses, maybe, you know. You can't, most times, convince people, even if you have overwhelming evidence, that their opinion is wrong. So in Loudoun County, they hate Trump. All right? In Fairfax County, they hate Trump. That overrode all of the local issues because they assign the Republican Party with Trump. And that's what McAuliffe, of course, tried to do. Biden tried to do it. when um, Obama tried to do it when they campaigned. They all tried to do it. And enough people bought it. So the people in Loudoun County went for McAuliffe. I think that was the explanation, but it's disturbing. It really is. I think there's some truth to that, Bill. And, and also, obviously, the big lies that have managed to be stuck to President Trump, who you're going to be traveling around with, Russia collusion, which has gone up in smoke, uh, and, and even the very fine people lying from Charlottesville that Joe Biden claimed was the motivating factor behind which he decided to start his campaign, which leads me into this question with you, Bill. You spend a lot of time with President Trump. I know you're a student of history. Do you think Trump will run again in 2024? And if he does or does not, how would you categorize him in a historical context? I know it's always difficult to think historically in the present day. That's one reason I love studying history. Do you think he runs? How do you contextualize Trump as a historical president? Well, I talked to him this morning. He woke me up. And I said, do you ever sleep? He's a vampire. <laughs> All right. So he calls me really early in the morning. And uh, we were discussing the tour and the logistics of the tour and things like that. But he read my column that I filed over the weekend. It's on BillOReilly.com. Anybody can read it. And the column is called Corruption. And it details in a very simple way. I'm a simple man. You guys know that. How the Clinton campaign... Hillary Clinton campaign concocted and financed this bogus Russian collusion story, and they were enabled by the corporate media. And for more than two years, every single day, Trump got it in the neck from the media, and then all of a sudden, he didn't do it. Now, that is, and Durham is still investigating this. If that goes up to high levels of the Hillary Clinton campaign, that will be the worst political corruption in this country's history. Because they tried to subvert an election by fabricating a story, and the gullible media, corrupt media, picked it up and ran with it with no scrutiny. I mean, think about how bad that is. Now, on a question of Trump running... And he liked the column, by the way. I think he's sending it out on whatever he – I think he has Pony Express riders now. <laughs> and stuff on I think wall. they go email distribution now, Bill, which actually has become more popular because so many people yeah, are overloaded with social. about whatever he has. I can't figure it out. But he says it goes everywhere, and I'm going to put your column out. I said, good. And, you know, anybody can put the column out. Um, but he wants to run again. There's no doubt about it. And I don't know whether he's going to be able to run. Because that will depend on what happens between now 
And when the campaign starts, which is January 2023, because of campaign finance laws. So you got to get through the midterms next year, and then as soon as January turns, you'll see them flood in. Um, but he certainly wants to run. But if he does run, this is why I'm doing the history tour. I'm not doing a history tour for any other reason than to inform the American people on what really happened during those four years of Trump. Because nobody knows what happened. Because it was never reported, honestly. So, for example, how did you get the vac so fast? It's almost a miracle. How did it happen? Who did you go to? How much did it cost? Were there people impeding you? What about Putin? Did Putin, what kind of guy, does he speak English? You know, that's the kind of stuff I'm going to get into. And it be, the tour has become so much more important than when I announced it in uh, early summer because of the Biden collapse. Because now independents are giving Trump another look. And I told the president, this is why he did it. It took him a while to do it because he knows how obnoxious I am. I'm not going to sit there and be a cupcake. I'm going to ask him tough questions. And he's going to have to answer them in front of 10, 12,000 people. Um, so I said to him, we're going to tape all this. You're going to have a record that's never been out there before. Dependent, no matter, I saw every interview he did. Nobody ever asked him about any of the positive stuff. How the economy was good. Listen, let me give you the, the most vivid example I can. Last year at this time, Trump is in office, right? Massive COVID intrusion. Massive. Was there a supply line problem? Was there? No. Okay. No, you're right. There was no supply line problem. In the worst months of COVID, under Trump, we didn't have problem getting products to the market. Now, 12 months later, we do. Why? I know why, but this is the kind of stuff that Americans need to think about. So you don't have to like the guy in the Oval Office, but that guy has got to be a problem solver. Bill, where you should people go to find out more about the tour, where you'll be, okay. and, and how they can they go see you and former President Trump? Well, we start out on December 11th, Saturday, at the... Uh, L-I-V-E, live, FLA Arena. That's where the Panthers play in Fort Lauderdale, Sunrise. Then the next day, Sunday, we go to uh, Orlando, Florida. And then the next weekend, we go to the Toyota Center in Houston. And then Sunday at uh, the American Airlines Arena in Dallas. Tickets available. You know, if you just make it easy for yourself, go to BillOReilly.com. I'll link you over to any other box office you want. Ticketmaster has them. Arenas have them. Um, it's the Amway Arena in Orlando. And uh, we sold about 30,000 tickets, guys. This is, this I, would, is I would love to go watch Yeah, I was going to say, can we play like, Clyde Arsene Cup? Except you guys, you guys are not necessarily go, going to be total head-to-head, but, I mean, I would like to watch this. If you want to go, and this, this is a low-level bribe, it's on me. There we <laughs> go. Just tell me what show you want to go to, both of you guys, and I'll have you there. All righty. Well, Bill, you thanks know, so much. Good luck on the tour, and everyone should go check out BillOReilly.com for his latest. Bill, always appreciate you stopping by to hang with uh, hang with us here. Thank you, sir. Anytime. Thanks for having me. 
Outstanding stuff. I may do that, Buck. Legacy Box, simply the best service to preserve your past memories on film and videotape. Send your Legacy Box, which is specially made box by the company and ships it to you, filled with your own old home movies and pictures. Once Legacy Box gets that, they do the rest. In a couple of weeks' time, they digitize your moments onto a thumb drive, the cloud, or DVD. It's like magic. And... If you're like most of us, you've got that storage closet, box, attic space filled with your videotapes, film reels, old photos, chock full of sentimental, meaningful, irreplaceable moments meant to be saved and shared forever, which is why you've kept them for the last 10, 20, 30 years and more. Each item you send is hand digitized by a team of over 200 Train technicians right here in my home state of Tennessee, right in Chattanooga, where my mom and uh, and all of her family grew up. Legacy Box has been the industry leader in professionally digitizing family memories for over a decade. More than a million families have relied on them. Many of those families in this audience buck hook people up right now. Legacy Box is giving you early access to their Black Friday sale. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Buck to unlock a discount for our Black Friday sale. Again, that's LegacyBox.com slash Buck for their best deal of the year. LegacyBox.com slash Buck. I've done this. You'll love it once you go through the process. It's so easy. They handle what you send in with so much care. They send it back to you, but they also send it all to you. Digitized, thumb drive, DVD, in the cloud. LegacyBox.com slash Buck. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. 
Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average-sized family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash buck and claim your eligibility for your free, brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Get all of the hottest interviews and segments with the free Clay and Buck in a Hurry email newsletter. Delivered directly to your inbox, you'll receive Clay and Buck's take on all the stories that matter most. The Clay and Buck in a Hurry email. Sign up today for free at clayandbuck.com. Welcome back to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. This is Buck in NYC, Clay out in Nashville, Tennessee, bringing you all the latest from all across the country. Kyle Rittenhouse trials going on up in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I'm speaking to friends of mine who are covering it at the trial and trying to get as much information as I possibly can about what what's going on day to day there. But I want to take a step back for a second and remind everybody that when prosecutors when the law enforcement arms of the government and particularly prosecutors offices are taking public whim not just into account but actually putting it placing it above the passions of the mob above the law we are in a whole lot of trouble as a society you know how many people were severely let's just point this out severely prosecuted for their roles in months of rioting in this country That did involve fatalities. There were people that were shot and killed during those riots. There were stores burned to the ground. There was a tremendous amount of damage and theft and anarchy and mayhem and communities that are still trying to recover from all that. Was there a major law enforcement focus in those communities on punishing the people involved? Or was that just considered an expression of rage from the oppressed or whatever the case may be? Now we have Kyle Rittenhouse who decided to try to defend, that was why he showed up in Kenosha, Wisconsin, to defend a community that was under siege from BLM rioters. This is all very real. This happened. You could see the buildings burning on footage. You could see stores looted and destroyed. And he was attacked during that process. There is video of this. In fact, there uh, yesterday was a Kenosha detective, Ben Antaranian, Uh, admitting that Kyle Rittenhouse, in fact, only shot people who were chasing and trying to assault him. This is going to be this is going to be a moment where you realize, hold on a second. If this isn't self-defense, what would be considered self-defense? Play it. You saw the video where the person runs up to Mr. Rittenhouse and then steps back, right? Yes, I've seen that. that. Correct. And no shot fired. Correct. You saw other people that were kind of it wasn't a two or three person chase there were multiple people kind of around mr rittenhouse some of them brandishing weapons correct there were people and there were people that were armed absolutely and those people who didn't attack him he didn't fire at them did he correct the only people that he fired at were people that had either kicked him hit him with something or pulled a gun on him when he's running down sheridan road right i would agree with that statement clay we know, I mean, you don't even have to be a lawyer. I know you are a lawyer. Yes. You don't have to be a lawyer just to understand the basics of self-defense and, and natural law on this one, which is 
If someone is attacking you as part of a mob and you have a firearm, you have a God-given right to use that firearm in defense of your person. Look, there are all different sorts of angles of this case that have been discussed in the media. It's possible that we're going to be discussing Kyle Rittenhouse as someone who also was innocent because of self-defense in the same way that we talk about other people who went into a court of law and managed to be vindicated in that court of law because of the facts. Yesterday, we played you. The only surviving person who was shot admitted on the witness stand that he was pointing a gun at Rittenhouse when Rittenhouse shot him. And now there's video of these guys that were shot armed chasing him. And ultimately, the bigger story here to me even than what's going on in the case is the fact that so many people in the media immediately convicted this kid because they wanted him to be a representative sample of white racism. It, that's it, really what this was, it, right? It's not only, Clay, and that's a that's an essential point, and it's not only that the media wanted to create a perception. They were There are all these news stories. I, I, I'm looking at some of them right now about Kyle Rittenhouse, white vigilante, Kyle yes. Rittenhouse, white militia member, Kyle, you know, all these things, a white nationalist, all complete. That's all fabrications. There's no yes. evidence. There was never any evidence for any of those claims that he was a part of a militia or that he was a part of some, you know, racist effort to overthrow the government, all these crazy things that were said. But it's actually even worse than that. On the one hand, you have the media trying to try this in the court of public opinion and taint any jury pool against him. But that that ha- we know that happens yes. all the time. That's not new. What's a little different here was that there was a concerted effort by the left wing media to out anybody who tried to support him with funding and donations. And there was an effort to ban. In fact, I believe Discover uh, Discover blocked donations to a site. This was on Fox Business back in. Uh, I'll get the date when I big, can. Big corporations a year stood ago. up to disallow people to donate for him to have a That's lawful right. defense. You were not allowed to donate to the Kyle Rittenhouse Defense Fund. There were companies that waited and said, sorry, we're going to block that cash, not allow you to use these platforms for uh, for it. You know, at, at some point, folks, you start to see this is this is frightening for all of us because the presumption of innocence is something that we believe in, not just as a legal principle, but there should be something beyond that where you should at least get your day in court and you should be able to raise money for your defense. Because the best lawyer makes the best defense. I mean, and this is me talking, the difference between a Michael Jordan-level lawyer and a high school basketball-level lawyer is substantial, and that exists exists in the legal profession. And, Buck, remember, I, I recall... Didn't they have media members showing up at people's houses who had donated any money at all to Rittenhouse's legal defense, confronting them and asking them, how dare you give, I don't know, $30 or $50 or $100 to this 17-year-old kid's legal defense fund? That was going on, too. This was all meant to intimidate anybody from being able to say, hold on a second, I think Kyle Rittenhouse engaged in self-defense. Now, now. We've already talked about this. I wouldn't, and Clay and I have talked about it, and some people may disagree. If if a friend of mine had said, I'm going to take my lawfully owned firearm and go try to get in the middle of these riots in Kenosha, I would have advised against it. If that, one of my boys had tried to do it, Buck, I would have said, the hell you will. 
you're not going to get out in the street armed with a gun because of what might transpire. But the, but le- the legal question. That doesn't question make you guilty. Here, right. The legal question here is not should Kyle Rittenhouse have been in Kenosha That's right. trying to help his community. And by the way, I know there are people listening who feel like it's heroic that he was trying to yes. defend the community. That's also a valid point of view. I'm just saying I would not have advised somebody to do this because I know, look, it's the same reason why. There's a lot of a lot of right wing folks these days, even in a place like New York City, where they have these you know horrible assaults that are caught on video, and all these guys will come in and say, "Oh, that would you know if that guy had assaulted that person in front of me, I would step in there." I appreciate that sentiment, but understand something: if you step in, and the district attorney you know weighs in on the case, and an individual, I don't know, maybe the individual that you step in against happens to say that you, oh, maybe you said a racial slur of some kind, or maybe you know, all of a sudden. The politics can turn against you very quickly in these situations. So it's not just about being brave. It's also about being wise. Well, not only that, regardless of what side of the equation my kid wanted to be involved in, I wouldn't want one of my kids. And I think about it in a kid context because this kid is still a minor. He's 17 years old at the time this is going on. I got a 13 year old boy about to turn 14. I wouldn't want my kid out in the streets of Kenosha, Wisconsin, protesting in favor of Black Lives Matter, trying to protect businesses, being involved in any way in the chaotic scene that would, was taking place that night. But being there isn't a crime. What he is being charged with is, I believe, based on the evidence that I've seen, and we want to make it clear, we do a live radio show, so we're not sitting in the in the courtroom watching every minute of this trial, and people very often react to one or two minute clips and segments but based on everything i have read the facts would lead me to believe that this kid has a very valid self-defense claim that should i believe should work based on the facts that i've seen in the meantime mike lindell inventor of my pillow and his team they have fit us for our own pillows and introduced us to the ever-growing list of incredible products you can trust like mike lindell to give you a great night's sleep these pillows won't go flat wash and dry them constantly and they're made in the USA. And right now, for a limited time, Mike is offering his My Pillows. Yes, the pillows that started it all for the lowest price ever. You can get a My Pillow for just $19.98. Originally, they were almost $70. Bucks. That's $50 in saving with the promo code Clay and Buck. King Pillow, only 10 bucks more. Plus, Buck, it gets even better. For a limited time, Mike is offering those My Pillows at the incredible price, as we said, $19.98. And all you have to do is go to go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and enter promo code Clay and Buck. Again, that website is mypillow.com. Just go on the site, click on the radio listener specials tab, and then pick out all the stuff you want. Enter promo code Clay and Buck or call 800 792 3269. That phone number is 800 792 3269 for these amazing radio specials. Save money, get great products. Clay and I, our houses are totally outfitted with them. Well, I live in an apartment, he lives in a house. Outfitted with this stuff everywhere. You'll not only find this amazing offer, but rotating discounts on 150 plus MyPillow products from the Giza Dream bed sheets to the mattress topper, slippers, and more. MyPillow.com. Go check it out. Promo code Clay and Buck. Get all of the hottest interviews and segments with the free Clay and Buck in a Hurry email newsletter. Delivered directly to your inbox, you'll receive Clay and Buck's take on all the stories that matter most. The Clay and Buck in a Hurry email. Sign up today for free at clayandbuck.com. 
Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Just talking off the air about our buddy Alex Berenson, who has been banned by Twitter for saying everything that has turned out to be true, including a story Buck and I were just talking about in the L.A. Times a few days over, but it's from their science section. And when the L.A. Times is writing a story that the headline is, study shows dramatic decline in effectiveness of all three COVID-19 vaccines over time, well, that's what we told you the data had been showing us since when did we have Alex in studio with us in New York right before he got banned? July, July. August? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was what the data was showing in July. What we have told our audience out there is, hey, we've been months ahead of where this, the mainstream media is going to end up just by looking at the data, not because we're geniuses, but just by looking at the data in uh, in Israel, by looking at the data in uh, in Europe and that's why we're not that optimistic that it's going to be a very good winter here in the United States. A little, little disappointing to see here that, first of all, the the over the eight-month study from this L.A. Times piece, this 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 pretty broad study they did, I mean, your, your vaccine protection after eight months basically goes down to 50%, which is yeah. roughly what shot. you get with the flu shot. Okay, so yeah. we're, we're at, after eight months, you're at flu shot level. But for the J&J vaccine... Your oh, boy, the J&J. What is, like, what is the fast food chain, Clay, that you're like the least excited to go into? Because you're like, I don't know about the food safety handling in here. Oh, whatever. that's a great. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that would be, that's where the J&J vaccine equivalent drops down to 13%, which let's just be clear. That is not that is not epidemiologically significant enough for anybody to think is really protection, right? Thirteen percent. If I told you, yeah, you know, you might get bubonic plague. This would give you about a ten percent chance of not going, you know, or more chance of not getting it. You wouldn't be like, oh, I'm fine. So this well, is it's even funnier to think the other way. You would still have a ninety percent chance, basically, of getting COVID after taking the J and J vaccine eight months later, right? It's, it's not not exactly what people <laughs> thought they were good. signing up. Which is for. why the NBA is mandating now a booster for any, like if you were an NBA player, Buck, you would count as unvaccinated now. You would have to go get a booster for the J and J. Well, I mean, the, and the J and J though was not—it's not mRNA technology, right? So a lot of right. people you had one shot, and it's not this new technology that people have, you know, more questions and perhaps concerns about. It's more traditional, but it just goes to show you, yeah, it drops all the way down because the because it mutates rapidly. We have. And I know we, we got to talk about Morgan Ortegas yes. uh, filleting the lies of Adam Schiff on TV in a second. But we have a template for what we're dealing with, which is how do we deal with cold and how do you deal with flu viruses as a society on a, on a regular basis? There are things you do. You stay away if you're sick. Flu shots exist. But we don't shut everything down and everyone panic. COVID was more dangerous than the flu. It is now, if you get the shot in particular, but in general as well, close to what you'd be dealing with in a flu situation so we go back to life that's what we should do this uh all right uh, you know morgan ortegas i don't know her at all she was she Pompeo's was the... uh, chief of uh of comms essentially at the state department under trump yeah okay so she was on the view and they had adam schiff on and everybody out there will remember adam schiff of all the congress people senators anybody in the country and elected official I think it's fair to say he was probably the foremost proponent of the idea of Russia collusion. Would you agree with that of the any biggest, congressman or senator? The biggest liar in Congress yes. about Russia collusion, the most shameless liar, Adam Schiff. Yes. Okay. So Adam Schiff does media all the time. 
It's all kid gloves. Nobody ever asks him real questions. And he probably thought that he was rolling into The View where they have that idiot Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg. I don't even know who's still on The View, but there are very few people who actually have functional brains. And so he probably thought that he was going in for a nice, you know, like happy-go-lucky interview. And then I just want to play you these two interviews because Schiff's, I mean, these two questions, Schiff's responses are awful. But if you believe that it is the job of people who are asking questions to hold officials in positions of power to the height of their responsibility, listen to these two questions. Morgan Ortegas absolutely fillets Adam Schiff. Listen to these. So I want to ask you about something that's in the news a lot right now. Um, you've been really prolific over the past few years being the head of the Intel Committee, and you've defended, promoted, you even read into the congressional record the Steele dossier. Um, and we know last week the main source of the dossier was indicted by the FBI for lying about most of the key claims in that dossier. Do you have any reflections on your role in promoting this to the American people? Campaign. And to be clear, he was fired halfway through the campaign. But you the may spread rest information yourself for years by promoting this. I think that's what Republicans and what people who entrusted you as the Intel Committee Chair are so confused about your culpability in all of this. No, I think just your credibility is. Well, I mean, he didn't have any real answers. No. We could play the answers, but just so you know, his actual responses were along the lines of, oh, but Trump did bad things with pardoning people, or yes. unlike the other administration, it was all deflection. He has nothing now. All along, it was, oh, well, there's what we can't prove we don't know, or, you know, there's what we, we don't know for sure if we don't have the answer. It was all just smoke and mirrors and bullcrap. Adam Schiff was the little evil prince of bullcrap. He was the Prince Joffrey of it. And here we have him now finally caught on this. And unfortunately, Democrat voters, for them, it was a useful anti-Trump maneuver. So they don't care that it was all lies. I think a lot of people knew, Clay. It was all kind of a you know a wink and a nod that Trump really colluded with Russia to steal the election. The whole thing was so stupid from the beginning. The president actually, well, former president, told me in the Oval Office, I forget this, I was down there the first time I, I sat down with the president in the Oval in 2018. He's just like, Russia collusion. It's not even a good idea. It wouldn't even work. Like, it's yeah. crazy. It is true. Well, I mean, it, it's funny because it, the only way it worked is if it influenced voters. So there's another step beyond the collusion itself because the collusion itself had to lead to voters changing their opinion in the election based on the success of the collusion. So it wasn't even a direct response thing it still would have required another step right so it's not even a very efficient idea of collusion or conspiracy or whatever you want to label it but what i found the most fascinating about that interplay we just played is how rare it is for a person in position of power to actually sit for an interview in any way where they are challenged about the lies that they have told. That almost never happens. One of the big problems we have in the media right now is that it has become completely normalized for people to never have to actually defend the things that they say. They never are actually challenged on it. And that's become something that now, I mean, you know, you, you'll, you will not turn on CNN or MSNBC and see a person who will actually make the case for the other side in a meaningful way. 
if anything, you'll just get clay pigeons. But this is true all over the place. Clay pigeons meaning people that go on TV just to get obliterated and look stupid. They'll do this at some places. Or they'll have Republicans whose only job is to hate Republicans and yeah, hate like Trump. Yeah, like the Lincoln go, Project. Yeah, Lincoln Project, which the whole thing is a sham and a scam. Everybody should just know at this point, the left-wing media... Uh, has an abusive relationship with the truth. Russia collusion has proved that. And it's up to all of you to not actually allow that abusive relationship to continue by giving them any credibility. They deserve scorn. They do not deserve to be trusted. They are not journalists. They are not ethical. They are a propaganda machine meant for the perpetuation of the socialist revolution that's going on right now in our very own midst. That's really what they do. And they don't ever get held to account for it that's what's so crazy is not only are they a propaganda machine that spreads lies they reward each other they give each other pulitzers they 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 have all these fancy events where they all get together and there's absolutely no acknowledgement of the lies that they spread they they're so focused on the idea of sowing uh, disinformation and of discord in democracy And they refuse to look in the mirror and recognize that they are the ones that cause it. You know, Buck, Relief Factor, 100% drug-free product, addresses joint pain, knee, hip, back, neck, and shoulder pain. My wife uses it. Your dad uses it. It's created by doctors based on scientific research. Helps your body reduce pain and inflammation associated with aging, exercise, and everyday living. Relief Factor goes to directly to the source of your inflammation, which is why hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and 70% of them go on to order more. And right now, you can join the more than half a million people and order the three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety-five. How do they do it, Buck? All they have to do is go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Or call this phone number, 800-4-RELIEF. That's 800-4-RELIEF. They get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800, the number four, relief. Relief Factor, feel the difference. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head and Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details the tunnel to towers foundation supports america's greatest heroes our service members and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty as well as homeless veterans these are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to the foundation's gold star fallen first responders smart home and homeless veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us we're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities the foundation's never forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across america with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention, there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at t2t.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 
Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.